Off the Ball's League of Ireland podcast. You're on the Off the Ball League of Ireland podcast. It's Jamie Moore here. We found a nice quiet office in the AUL and we're here with the Shelburne Head of Youth Development, Stephen Henderson. Stephen, former Waterford and Cove manager um, and also is the man heading up the imminent arrival, we hope, of the League Managers Association for the uh, League of Ireland clubs and Hendo, of course, one of the uh, best dressed managers on the sidelines as well, but he's in a Shell's tracksuit today. Hendo, thank you for having a chat. How are you? Thanks very much. Lovely short, Jamie. I see my brother here earlier. Two of you are fighting it out there, kid. Well done. For once, I've outdressed you. You've outdressed a lot of people with that short on you today, kid. Well done. Very proud of you. Great stuff. See, it's the first time we've spoken since uh, you left Cove and you became the Shell's head of uh, youth development and also you're involved in this, uh, I suppose, the hopes of this new League of Management Association. Firstly, just leaving Cove and to move to Shell's, how did it all come about? Because it happened quite quickly. You were gone from Cove and then a couple of days later you, you, were, you were joining Shell's. Yeah, well, I was quite fortunate to get back into it very quickly, and that's the truth, Jamie, because um, when I left uh, Cove, I, I had a holiday booked, as you would do, because it was the break in the League of Ireland season, and then it was just during that break, I had the conversation with, with Dave O'Connor and my brother Dave Henderson, and uh, it's something that excited me, it was something that, um, you know, that I have seen when I was manager at Cove, because we brought an awful lot of young players through, you could see certain things that I would have preferred they had. So it was an opportunity for me to go and put a, a structures in place and help young players, but more importantly, help young coaches who are coming through the system. And, uh, you know, so it was a great opportunity. We sat down, had a great discussion, and we've been at it now for the last six, seven weeks, and we hope to be in a position to roll the whole programme out within the next two to three weeks. So it would be brilliant. I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, I loved your photo on Twitter on the night of your um, last match with Cove. You just took a, an image of the changing room, clean, empty. The match was over. It was your last match. I think you only told your players on the night that you were going to leave. And it was a nice way to kind of end it, just having a moment in the dressing room on your own when everybody was gone. Yeah, I was good. Uh, I was, I was genuinely good at it because uh, I put an awful lot of time and effort into it and you don't get pats on the back when you do that in League of Ireland football. I think anybody will tell you that. Uh, really wasn't looking for pats on the back. Well, I wasn't looking for kick up the arses either and I felt I was just getting a few of them. So, uh, you know, I kind of sensed that, you know, there was a new group that come in. I knew this group that were coming in. I knew the people involved. I knew the people who were staying and I knew this was a situation that wasn't going to work out well for me, to be honest with you. I would have I had to do a little bit more fighting than I, than I wanted to do. So I just said, right, enough's enough. Uh, let someone else come in there. Stewie and Decky were well prepared to step in there, let's say. So uh, they've done well since, uh, and I wish them all the very best of luck. Yeah, it's a very new project at Shelburne with a new owner, a new chief executive, a new first team manager or head coach, as Ian Morris's title is. Um, your brother Dave very heavily involved in the recruitment. I think his title is head of football and, and you're involved in the academy thing. So what excited you about getting involved in what is a very new Shelburne, as, as far as I can see anyway? Yeah, it is. I think Andrew Doyle is the, is the owner and Andrew has, uh, he's he just has a fantastic imagination in terms of where a football club should be. And if you sit down and you talk to him, he's just full of enthusiasm. Genuinely, Jamie, he's just full of enthusiasm. And you can't get enough of those kind of people in League of World and Football, to be honest with you. And if you look at Dave O'Connor, Dave O'Connor has come in and Dave Henderson, and they're seeing how difficult it is for a League of World and Club, but the two of them have managed to put a, a really good uh, piece together for the club. You know, they've really took it on and embraced it. Uh, so I think it's the enthusiasm from Andrew that, that follows through. Uh, you know, not just with the the senior team. The senior team getting promoted is a huge thing. They haven't done it yet. I hope I haven't put the markers on them there now. But, uh, you know, the, it looks like they're going to get themselves in. So even Shelburne being a premier team is a huge step for them. Been trying to do it for years. I think they will do it this year. Great young coach, great group of players, great backroom staff. So I think they're going to do it. 
and then what's been done within this um, high-performance environment is what we're calling it in terms of the underage structures, not just with League of Ireland, but with the DDSL and with the, the women's uh, National League teams and our underage women's teams. So we're putting everything together. Uh, you know, the facilities out here in the AOL are fantastic, as you can see, we're out here today. Uh, so we're pulling everything together, and then on top of that, we want to really branch out into community initiatives. So there's a ton of stuff been done, and it's really exciting, Jamie. And Shells itself, it's it's completely different. Do you know what I mean? In, in general, not just what you're seeing on the pitch. Yeah, everybody will look at the force team and say, yeah, that's going really well. Uh, they were very unfortunate in the cup. They're winning the league. It's been fantastic. But what's going on underneath the tip of that iceberg is phenomenal. It's been brilliantly led by the by the man who owns the place. And then we have a group of uh, soldiers beneath that that are doing our best. And hopefully within the next uh, you know, few months, people will start to see the benefits. Yeah, we hear all the time different people in football clubs have different titles. You're a title as head of youth development. What does your role involve? And if I was asked you to describe what you actually do and, and your, your influence and input into the academy and the DDSL and the women's league, as you mentioned. Yeah, I think uh, it's called head development. You know, I, I don't really put much mass on uh, what you call it, what what your title is to be honest with you do you know what I mean because like if you, you can give yourself one title and all of a sudden you're going to need to have a license for it so we have to be careful what we call ourselves you know what I mean we've been kind of educating ourselves in the coaching system for the last 15 and then all of a sudden you need another one so you know so what it is basically I, my, my main input here would be in terms of setting up a program and, and helping the coaches that are here we have some very young coaches who are starting out on the ladder and while the, 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 the coaching is brilliant and there's an awful, it's very academic, I think you know that yourself, it's become very academic and what, what's been done. So what we're trying to do is, is just take that academic and put a bit more realism to it. And from the experience that I had at League of Ireland Football, you know, not everything works on the computer, works on the pitch and the same with the tactics board. Just give them uh, the kind of experience that I've garnered over the last 10 years. I've managed over 400 games I found out there the other day in League of Ireland Football. So I have to be able to give something back. So my role, along with Barrow Sullivan, who's with me, Barrow's with me in Cove, absolutely phenomenal young man. So himself, Ken Kieran, uh, Kieran, we have three lads who, who are helping me set up the different centres within the club. We broke her up into three sections, like a centre of development for our small-sided games, centre of excellence for the mid-ages, the mid -ages, and then obviously the high performance for the rest of them. So we broke her up, and all our training is going to be relative to the age and to the, to the quality of the players that we have there. And then hopefully what we'll be able to do is bring um, a couple of players through to the senior team. Some may go away, some may not, some may go play junior football. But it's just to give them that kind of environment to grow and be the best they can be. And then what we want to do is to tie that in and we will be tying that in with the women's football. So we want to kind of create a really kind of holistic that's what I was going to call it. I'm struggling a hostile, with hostile, a hostile, a hostile environment. <laughs> <laughs> so that atmosphere, right? So uh, we've done that, and I think we're all pulling together now in the same direction. Obviously, there's a, there has to be a culture change, Jamie. Like, there's a lot of managers who are very set in their way, and that's the way they've done it. So, like, you know, we have to get them to open up and say, look, we need to change that a little bit. We don't want you to lose your individuality, but we have a plan here, and we need to work within that. And in fairness, most of them have. Some of them will. Yeah, and you're also still living full-time and working in Cove, Stephen, but you've been, every weekend I've been at a match here, you've been here, so you've been up and down the road. You're obviously the job of a football manager or a manager of a, of a section of a club, but lots of it's done on the phone and on emails and stuff, but you've been up here quite a lot watching the teams and, you know, as much as possible being around here when, when the big games are on. Yeah, 
because it's important because we want to see the progress of the players. Like obviously under the remit of me, like would be uh, the under thirteens, fifteens, seventeens, um, the nineteens. So that that would be uh, you know in terms of um, the the development plan that we're putting in place. Uh, we're here to have a look at the coaches, to have a look at their training methods, see how they fit in with what we're going to be looking to put in. You know what we're not saying. We don't want to take that individuality away from the, the, the coaches, Jamie. What we want to do is put guidelines in for them in order for this this particular model to work. But we don't want to strip them bare. We say, yeah, please be ourselves, but do it within the guidelines of this. And if you can improve this, by all means, come and tell us. Do you know what I mean? This isn't a closed shop. We want to improve it all the time. And they're the people who are going to improve it for us. So it's important that we get up and see, see how the teams are structured, see how the teams are playing. And then obviously look at the players. How are the players coming on? You know what I mean, if we look at a player who's at their playing five or six games and we see, is there an improvement to him over those six, seven games? Brilliant. We're doing something right. If he isn't, we're doing something wrong. The player's not, we are. So we have to look at that and say, how do we get the best out of him? So, so it's, it's, it's brilliant, to be honest with you. And just lastly on Shells, before we speak about the uh, League Managers Association, uh, of course, if Shells get promoted, Ian Morris doesn't have his pro licence at the moment. He's not on the current pro licence. You do have a pro licence too. And the first thing I thought when you were named was you would be able to be named as first team manager in name to get Shells through that loophole. What's your understanding of what will happen next season? Shells are five points clear with three games left. Expect him to watch them beat Longford at the weekend. But Ian Morris can't entitle be the manager because he doesn't have the, the piece of paper that, that, says he, that, that says he can be. That's complete madness, isn't it? Uh, do you know, it's complete madness that uh, your A licence is good enough for the fourth division, uh, but it's not good enough for the Premier. It's madness because uh, these, so if the likes of Ian Morris going out and doing what he's done, I don't think Tim Clancy has his pro licence and, and I don't think um, Neil has his pro licence. So those three clubs were really pushing to, so what's the reward for that manager? Is he losing his job? Of course he's not going to lose his job. And it's something that we want to, the League Managers Association and coaches, because we want coaches involved in this. Uh, that's something that we want to be part of. We want to be part of this decision-making process. It's going to have a huge effect on coaches going forward and managers going forward. That, you know, is it right to have a pro... I think it's the right thing to have a pro licence coach within your football club, but does he have to be the manager of the team? I don't think so. I think there's. I think once you have your A licence coach, uh, who knows it's all about the quality of football. That's what it is, and then he being guided off the field by a pro licence coach. That's it. But there's no way a young manager should be punished for winning in the league. It just makes no sense to me, and that's something that we want to sit down and discuss. Can I help in any way? The club has never been mentioned to me. It's never been said to me that we want your pro licence for next year. That's the guy's honest truth. It's never been said to me. It's never been discussed. I've come in here. I have a job here. And I'm doing my job here. Ian has a job there. He's doing a fantastic job there. If it comes to the situation that Shells need to sit down and have a chat with me, we'll certainly sit down and have a chat because there's no way Ian Morris is going to be punished for winning the league. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so if Shells do, you might see Hendo, at least in name as the manager, but probably uh, Ian Morris still in charge, as you see, with Dundalk and some other clubs. No and also Cork yeah, City. Ian Morris will be in charge yeah, yeah, next year, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, and same in Cork at the moment as well, although Neil Fenn could be name manager, but he's still on the pro licence, and I don't know how that works, because that won't be over till May, and he has 90 days, and it's all just a bit of a mess, but I'm sure it's something that your new organisation might look to, to help and out. That's and exactly it, uh, Jamie. I'm going to call you Amy, sorry. <laughs> My daughter's named Amy. Uh, you know, that's exactly it. I think, I think there is no consultation process there for coaches. Do you know what I mean? When all these decisions are getting made at, at, at the higher level, you know, the, nobody's asking the coaches or the managers what do you think. And, and this is the consequence. This is mayhem. This is carnage. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's, there's enough going on in Irish football for something very simple as this not to be happening. Do you know what I mean? So we want to have that process that we can sit down and explain this is, this is the issue with 
your pro license for League of Ireland Premier Division. I think you can manage in the Championship in England with your A license. And, and like the Championship in England, although it's the second tier in England, it's one of the top leagues in the world. But you can manage in there. So, you know, sometimes we get a little bit of ahead of ourselves here. We have to realise, clubs have been asked to realise where you are, you know, on the food chart here. We have to realise where we are as a food chart. And an A licensed coach is more than, quali- more than qualified to manage a team in the Premier Division here. But equally, I do agree with the pro license thing because it's the pro license is a completely different license, Jamie, as you, as you, will, know, as you will well know. You know, it's, it is about the, the inner sanctums of the club, how the club is run. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's all about community work. It's 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 how the clubs are run, not the team. And I do believe there is a place for that. And it could be a way clubs save money rather than going out and paying huge money for commercial managers and this kind of stuff. You could actually get a pro license coach in there who could give be the be a mentor for 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 the young coach, but also uh you know bring in all the business side of it and all the acumen and all the experience it has from visiting uh, visiting clubs all over Europe. Now, I'm very interested in this uh, hopeful formation of this League Managers Association and Stephen Hill, the first meeting of it. Uh, I'm not sure the exact time, but probably a couple of months ago at this stage, a lot of the managers involved uh, in both the Premier, the First Division and the Women's National League were invited. How, have, how, how, I suppose, how were things at that meeting and, and how have things gone from then until now? Because I know you've been involved in some meetings with No Mooney and, and people in the FAI and, and you're hopeful that this can take the next step soon. Well, no, we'll definitely be taking the next step. Uh, we had a meeting a couple of months ago in Leash and we had a great turnout. The managers that weren't there genuinely couldn't be there but we had an 80% turnout and it was magnificent uh, the women's national league coaches were invited we got responses from about six or seven of them that really wanted there's only eight of them but there was six of them contacted us said they really wanted to be there but couldn't be there so we need to keep them in the loop because we want uh, you know the, the national league is the most important league in this country so that's what we were starting with uh, we needed to start on a relatively small base but we want this to grow to incorporate not just managers but coaches the whole, we want this to be a huge association a huge organization do you know what i mean that we can we can start getting on to we had a chat with uh, noel mooney and donald conway it was a very productive chat um you know we wanted to lay out this is what we want from it this is how we believe we can be of benefit not just to the fai but to irish football in general as we were saying other things we were looking at was fixtures you know like you know we know Michael Hayes has a hard job there, but we're saying we're not coming in here to offer more problems. We're actually coming in here to offer solutions to this because we're actually, man, we were at the cold face of this. We see how it affects us. So we have feedback to give you. Uh, other things we need to probably look at is the likes of players have standard contracts. We need to start getting that in for managers. Managers are unquestionably the hardest working people in a football club. And I'm sorry if I'm disrespecting anybody, but I'm telling you, they work really, really hard in so many different facets of the club. And, you know, they can be just dismissed like that. And and we need to get some form of protection in for them, but not just for them. I think we've seen in recent events, it protects the club as well. So, uh, you know, th- these are the kind of things that we really want to talk about. These are the things that are not going to hurt Irish football. They're going to improve Irish football. They're going to improve the conditions for both managers and players, PFEI have done a great job with the players. We're looking for similar that we can do for, for managers and coaches in this country, for not just men, but women. Because Women's National League has taken off great. Underage football and the women has taken off great. They're going to need some form of representation. So if we're all in this together and we're all go forward as equals, then we become a strong body. Then we can start looking and we want to we want to get involved with the, the council on FEI level and we want to get involved with some of these football committees that are popping up. Just the way the PFEI done and they've done great. Uh, we need to be at that level as well. So as we can all collectively have a real voice on what happens in Irish football and bring it forward because I think 
there's been enough bad news, hasn't that, Jamie? It really has. It really has been enough bad news for Irish football. So the more good people that we can get in there from a football background, a football context, and start uh, you know, trying to put really positive initiatives to bring it forward, more importantly, start looking after coaches. You go out and you spend thousands of euros on your coaching badge, don't you? We all do. We've all spent a fortune on them. Are we rewarded in this country? No. There's a real uh, sense of, uh, you know, they'll do it for nothing for us. You know, they should be grateful that we have them coming into these clubs. And, that, and that's, that's a mindset that needs to change. It's a very amateur mindset. So we're crying out for uh, professionalism and we want, we want respect from different clubs and different countries and different nations. You know, I mean, we have to pay our coaches. We have to look at a way that, you know, if a club takes a qualified person in, whether that's a man or a woman who spent a fortune educating themselves, we have to reward them in some way. And that's what we want to try and do by getting a bigger body together as we possibly can. That, that all those voices become one voice and we can go and we can discuss this in a positive manner. If you're wondering why Stephen Henderson is running this uh, LMA, you now know because that was a, a really excellent summary of what you hope to do and, and the issues you, you feel are facing your know, managers and coaches in the country as well. Now, we have seen in recent weeks and months and years that the FAI haven't been overly friendly with the PFAI. That has changed in recent times, thankfully, and I know Stephen McGuinness and Noel Mooney are on good terms and that seems to be changing as well. How receptive have the FAI been to this idea and... So something need to be signed or you know what's the next step for it, for the LMA to actually happen and for it to be recognised by the FAI? Well, what we, what we needed to do was uh, very quickly, when we met in Port Leash, very quickly we realised, okay, it's great having this meeting and it's great something that we want to do, but we've actually nothing set up here. So so very, very quickly, uh, Tommy Barra, uh, you know, Tommy's brilliant. Tommy's on this committee with myself, Collie, Pat Devlin, Barrow Sullivan. So we're, we're, we're an interim committee. Uh, at the moment representing the players where we put stuff together we went to the FAI and it was very positive Noel Mooney in fairness to him he, he's been great I was at the summit I'm not sure if you were at yeah, it but the summit, the summit was fantastic he was brilliant uh, in how he you know he, he pulled it all together very very charming but you know is Noel staying here uh, you know that's the question you know it's, it's, you know, I love Mooney now I do, and I loved him before that he was great with me when he was in UEFA uh, so I have a lot of time for Mooney anyway, but like, is he is he doing this because he's going back to UEFA in six months? You know, so we need something that's uh, really um, sustainable from Noel. But he was brilliant. He sat down. Donald Conway, Donald Conway, come under an awful lot of stick, I think. And the truth is, after I seen them in the Oireachtas and I seen the way he was hung out to dry, I sent him an email that day, uh, you know, telling him, you know, you've done well there, boy. You were left out hung hung to dry. I think Conway's heart is in the right place. He's either getting caught up in a situation. That's his fault, nobody else's, but he is a genuine football man. And he was there and he was very supportive. And he knows that we have to get those terms of references right that we that we quickly went through and we have to get a constitution up and run. So we're in the process of getting that done at the moment. The FAI were great in offering resources towards us. Uh, you know, they sounded like they were going to be very supportive towards us, which is brilliant. Everything that we wanted to hear, we heard. We still have a bit of work to do. That's why we haven't launched it. When we get the constitution uh, nailed down and when we get our terms of reference a little bit stronger than what they are now, and we get, uh, you know, then we get all the, the, the managers back in, the 28 managers from the Force Premier and the Women's National League, get them all in, sit down, sign off on these, get a full committee in, uh, you know, a full-time committee in that's there, not an interim one, and, uh, and then we start progressing. We'll go and have another meeting with the FAI and then hopefully we can start pushing for these these places on council and on, on committees and then hopefully as a group and as an organisation we can really grow and start putting these professional structures in place that the young coaches of this country really, really deserve. 
because they, they do so much for nothing. It's about time someone stood up for them. Stephen, our last two, because I know you're heading off to an anniversary mass for your dad. You mentioned that it's the 20 managers in the league and the eight women's national league managers. What if a manager, for example, in the case of last week, UCD, you mentioned that Colin O'Neill is on your, uh, yeah. your micro committee, but he's now not a manager. You're not a manager yourself. So how does that work for people? You know, Martin Russell's another example for people who, who aren't a manager at the time but might get a job or might get sacked in the middle of a season. How does that actually work for them well, to be allowed to be members? Well, what happened was is that we just needed to get the current group together to put everything together. This would be open to everybody. This would be open, you know, as soon as we have all the procedures in place, then it would be all, it's, it's open. Then Martin Russell, yeah, come in. Because we want to be a voice for them as well. We want, we have a website ready to go. Uh, obviously, we'll have to start all the social media stuff with the Twitters and the Facebooks and the, and, and the Instagrams. There's probably other shit out there I don't know about. But anyway, we have to get all that up and running. And then what we want to do, we want to become a voice for managers who are not in work. Can we help them get work? Can we get them more something outside of football? Can we get companies around the, around the country to bring these people in? And, and because I don't think there's a better problem solver in Ireland than a League of Ireland manager. And you know what I mean? If he puts his, he puts his thoughts down into a PowerPoint uh, presentation, uh, you know, I think there'll be a lot of major companies want to listen to this because, you know, you, you have very little resources, very little infrastructure around you. And then if you can go out and be successful, you know, that's something people want to hear about, you know what I mean? Because a lot of organisations, there's backroom staff, you know, there's a lot of problem solving in it, you know what I mean? And then you're doing it in front of a crowd that th seem to think they pay 15 euros in, so they have every right to call you every name under the sun. So to do it under that kind of environment as well, but to bring that into multinationals and even small companies, do you know what I mean? So that's what we want to try and do for all the managers as well. That's just an aside, but obviously try and get them back into football. More importantly, get them paid. Lastly, Hendo, you're very well placed to comment on the future of Irish football. That sounds like a big question, but you've managed in the first division. You've been around the Premier. You'll be around the Premier again next season. And all your family has too. We've had these debates about all-Ireland leagues versus the League of Ireland getting better. And we have Noel Quinn and we have Kieran Lucid and we have the FAI and Fran Gavin and all of these people. I'm sure you've been you know, an interested spectator as to all of the debate and, and the comment on what's been happening. Nothing has been signed, sealed or delivered. If you could have a, a wand to wave it, what choice would you make on, on the future of, of where things are going? Because it does feel like we're at a crossroads at the moment. It is at a crossroads. I think you were at the summit as well. I think uh, the lucid proposal was magnificent. I think the, the what you call it, like the, the research that went into it and the information he was given back, you could see that there was an awful lot of thought put into it. Uh, I do believe that is the way to go forward because we are churning out uh, UEFA qualified coaches here with nowhere for them to go. Uh, but also, not only in the coaching capacity, it, it, it's, a, it's a way forward for players because, you know, Linfield, I think, proved Jordan, that I, I never felt Northern Irish football was as bad as people down here are making it out to be. It's a very physical league uh, with some quality footballers in it, to be brutally honest with you. So I knew it wasn't going to weaken anything. But I do think that is the way forward. That like a Shamrock Rovers and a Linfield Derby is, is you know that's or you know any but that that's a real lovely tasty uh, for for people to go to. It's going to different grounds around the country. Uh, you know some of the stadiums up the north are fantastic, and that's the truth. They were ahead of them, us when I played up there two or three years ago or whatever. Okay, it was. 40 years ago, was it? Yeah, I was just going to say, you, what, you played up there, I didn't know that. Yeah, I played up there for five years. Okay, I should have done my research better. No, but I played up there for five years, so I would have known about it. And the stadium up there was, was, was lovely at the time, like Windsor Park, the Oval. 
I know they got old, but it was just lovely old football grounds, you know, proper proper football grounds. But I do think, uh, having listened to uh, both, Lucid definitely has a plan there together that will, you know, increase uh, the quality of the league, will increase attendances at the ground, will increase the amount of um, elite football teams at, at, at um, adult level across the board, uh, especially the way they have the, the regional sections set out and the promotion relegation. It, it really, uh, I, th- I, think, I think it covers everything, to be brutally honest with you. And if he's getting the money that he's talking about, you know, that's a great resource. You know, clubs will only keep getting better and better all the time. So I think, yeah, I think yeah, the Quinn thing was more about a resource, wasn't it, Jamie? They, 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 they kept using the word resource. There was no real plan for Irish football. It's it, it just like, like, if you look at the, the, the people he was mentioning, the people that were at that meeting, it was phenomenal. The quality of people, the brain power that was there. If, if they could get themselves onto FAI councils and into boards and into different committees, that, that's, best. that's great for Irish football because these are really intelligent people. Do you know what I mean? So I think I think the two could work. Like if you can get the lucid idea across the board, and you get Quinn's group in in some capacity to to in terms of how Irish football run, you know we're only going that way. Clubs: Shells, Dundalk, Limerick, Lisburn, Distillery, St James's Gate, Cove, Ards, and Finn Harps from back to front. Did I miss any? Wikipedia is great in, when you're in a in need of a quick bit of research. I thought that was the formation of a new league. Is that who that, I actually played that's who for? You played for according to that, you managed Cove. <laughs> Holy shit. Did I play with all them? So that's what it says. And Selimars. Oh and you're 53, born in 1966. Is that you? Yeah, that's great me, stuff. Right. Well, Hendo was always one of my favourite guests in the podcast. So engaging. Thanks a million. The best luck with everything. We'll speak to you again soon. Thanks very much, Jamo. Still love that short boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Top Thanks, man. Right? Cheers. Thank you. The best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is off the ball.